even the intro music, all the things that are a supposedly necessary part of a podcast. And I managed to pull it off. Maybe. I don't know. So, um, let me introduce myself. I am Dr. Ray Mitch. I am uh, a professor of psychology at Colorado Christian University. And I thought, uh, based on the temptation that was placed before me, that perhaps I would do a podcast for the last few weeks of the semester, just reflecting on some of the things that I have taught, uh, some of the things that I have observed in this uh, uh, strange time of year that we have had, and uh, try to apply and use and reflect on the variety of experiences that so many people have have had in the midst of uh, something that we refer to as the coronavirus, which I have uh, lovingly referred to as a train that hit us all, particularly those of us in in higher ed where our uh, spring semester of 2020 has been amputated right about spring break. And we've gotten lulled into thinking that it was just a longer spring break when, in fact, it was the end of the semester. And yet we still have to put on um, this um, appearance, at least, of uh, doing classes and everything else, which has really put everybody in kind of a strange warp in time. We've sent everybody home as if it's a summer break. And yet uh, the cold, cruel joke is... Oh, sorry, we still have classes. So, um, as I said, I, I have uh, been teaching um, psychology at CCU for 13 years. I did private practice for 40 before that. And um, I, I, a few people have, have hinted at the idea that I uh, get back into doing podcasting again. I uh, begrudgingly enter this world. I did it uh, probably about 10 years ago uh, when I uh, did about 24 episodes or thereabouts around the release of my book, Grieving the Loss of Someone You Love. And I began to realize that uh, as I've been talking to people lately, uh, that there's a fair amount of of, uh, information and uh, material in that book that is relevant to what a lot of us are experiencing, at least today. So uh, this is uh, a labor of love, if you will, for my students, the seniors in the, in the psych program at CCU, who uh, have kind of a lingering sense of uh, no ending in sight. I talked to somebody today about needing closure and uh, it's been stolen from her. And I, I sure get it uh, because uh, whether it's a professor or whether it's a student, we all are, get into a rhythm around the spring semester. We uh, have the uh, excitement around the beginning of the spring semester and then we go into the dog days of spring, uh, which is in February, which is a month that lasts about three and then we get into March with the hope of spring uh, break coming up. And then we buckle up and hang on for dear life as we race toward the end 
through April and then into May. So I thought I would take this time just to reflect uh, using some of the knowledge and experience that I have gained in talking about looking at um, loss <clears throat> and the grieving and mourning that people experience. We are in a strange time to be sure uh, because it's a virus that has brought it about. It is not an event. Now, you, would, you, you probably could make a case that it's an event, um, but it's a sickness, and it has managed to uh, do unprecedented things in the world that we're in, uh, closing down stores and gyms and movie theaters and schools and all manner of thing, which things, which is a remarkable level of power. Uh, that uh, this thing has. And some of it is driven, I, and when I say this, it's not to diminish it, but it's, it's driven by the fear of making it worse. And there's a lot of metaphors, it seems like, that is embedded in this for our lives. Because there are a lot of things we do to try to not make it worse. Uh, to use the language of what we're in right now is... Uh, slow the spread. And we do that in our relationships with one another. We do that in a lot of different ways. So I, uh, I, I thought that uh, for good or for ill, I might embark on doing something like this uh, just to reflect and to invite others that are listening, whether it's uh, students or other people that have stumbled onto my website and uh, stumbled onto this podcast, which is probably going to be fairly buried in my website. So anybody who has stumbled upon it has probably either uh, been challenged to find it, which is a little bit like a scavenger hunt, or um, is going looking for it. And that's really what uh, this is all about. You know, when I uh, think about this episode, this uh, episode, this this thing that we're in, uh, called the coronavirus uh, crisis, if you will, uh, I'm reminded of a character out of uh, Last Man Standing. Now, you got to understand that I am a dad to four daughters, a husband to one wife, and my only ally, except for the last three or four years has been a male golden retriever by the name of Coda. And, um, and, and that's been about it. And so a lot of people think that my life uh, reflects or mirrors uh, that which is reflected in the character of Mike, Mike Baxter, um, uh, uh, portrayed by Tim Allen in a Last Man Standing. And there's a lot that I would admit that I see of myself in that uh, portrayal. So, uh, but the reason I bring that up is just really the the idea uh, that uh, I saw in there. His boss, or uh, actually his partner, is a guy by the name of Ed Alzate. And uh, it seems like when things go down in front of him or people ask for things or um, other things happen that confuses him, he seems to have the punchline, what just happened? 
And that seems to be indeed where we are today. And certainly how it feels like is that I know I've gotten hit by something, but I'm not real sure what exactly that is. I had somebody once ask me or, or comment on the fact that um, we can we can capture and see the big items of uh, what this impact, what this thing has as far as an impact on us. Uh, schools get closed, uh, stores get closed, uh, things that that are non-essential have been closed. Those are really the big factual items that are part of this impact that uh, this uh, virus has brought upon us all, ultimately. And But the thing that seems to catch people off guard, I think, is that it's the little things that seem to hurt the most, not the big stuff. The big stuff we can identify and understand and, and um, kind of identify and um, connect with relatively easily. But it's the little stuff that seems to be the most annoying to us. And yet it's the little stuff that reminds us exactly of what we've lost. And that's the thing that I would have us pay more attention to because our propensity, I think, in the midst of a crisis like this and and the things that we've lost is really engage it based on facts, not on the feelings that we have. Now, I think it has to be said that most of us engage our feelings uh, in very functional ways. And what I mean by that is that why should I express these feelings? Why should I even feel these feelings because after all it doesn't make any difference anyway it doesn't make it doesn't fix it it doesn't make it any better and yet i would propose to you the idea that our feelings are every bit as important during this crisis that we're going through as the facts of the situation now i think it's safe to say there are lots of facts about this situation we can't really do anything about I can't go down to uh, Governor Polis's office in Colorado and make a case for reopening Colorado Christian University. I can't. It won't really make any difference in terms of the facts. We are being driven by facts in the medical community and all those things like that. On the other hand, <clears throat> I have to deal with my feelings on the backside. And the thing is, is that if we shut that package down, if you will, of the things that we're feeling relative to all that is going on around us, we end up compartmentalizing or connect, uh, disconnecting ourselves from the very thing that makes us human. Now, I think from a Christian worldview, a lot of times we've been told that any of our feelings, because they are connected to our body and connected to the, our old nature and our sinful nature, there's nothing good about them. And the truth of the matter is, is that they lead us into doing things that would be fall into the church kind of category of sinfulness. But I would suggest to you that our feelings are fundamentally a part of being human. And when we segment them away and 
compartmentalize them and stuff them into some closet far away. We remove the elements of being human and the helplessness that we feel and the sense of uncertainty that we feel and all that it brings and bubbles to the surface within each of us. And that's an important thing to talk about for us as humans. I, I, I subscribe to uh, something in our neighborhood called the neighborhood. And I, I noticed somebody saying something about mental health issues and the feelings that they have and all that sort of thing. And a lot of people engage it and say, well, why bother for crying out loud? Because it's really not going to change the situation. But I would suggest to you that actually it does change the situation because it actually incrementally allows me to be known by other people that I would not otherwise be known by. There's that. And secondly, the other part of that is that it actually invites other people to engage their humanity in just the same way. See, the, the basis of community is not only the things that we believe to be true and we band around that, but it's also the feelings we have as humans and the helplessness we feel and the, the things that drive us toward one another to help one another are very much a part of all that we go in that all that goes into being who we are and that's why little things matter not not that the big things don't i mean don't get caught into caught in a all or nothing kind of way of thinking it's big things matter they lay the landscape for us but the little things fill in the landscape for us in terms of on what basis do we relate to one another and understand one another in terms of the struggles that we face? I had somebody once make the observation, and I think this is absolutely true, is that once the medical emergency or medical surge is over, we're going to have a, a long distance uh, impact on the mental health front because people have been isolated and it's one thing to feel isolated within ourselves and because of depression or because of anxiety or things that other people can't necessarily see. But now I'm physically isolated and I've been left with nothing but myself and my own thoughts. And I, I get to come out again. But the problem is, is coming out doesn't mean that I'm understood any more deeply. And that, too, is an important point to keep in mind, even as we look at and talk about what it is that we're going through together through this thing that is called the coronavirus. So, wow, I have captured and run through 16 minutes already of this, and, and there is so much more that I can talk about. But I will stop here. And uh, call it, bring this to an end, the Love You Later Bye podcast, otherwise known as the CCU Psych Monologues. I will sign off for tonight and start up again in a couple of days. You can find this on my website at drmitch.com. And if you want to, if, if there's anything that I've said or that is 
um, helpful or encouraging to you, then pass it on to somebody else because we can create this virtual community of sitting around talking about life as it really is, not as it should be, because that's where we're living and invite other people to do the same. Blessings to all. I will see you again. I will be here next time. uh, And I hope that you will join me. Thank you.